You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for being here in this moment. This segment's brought to you by Be Simply. And today, as we dive into the Dharma talk, aka the nourishment for your soul, we are going to talk about the remembrance. And there is an aspect in spiritual practice that arises naturally as one nourishes the soul and this is what you do when you come here either on this day or any other day that it arrives to you in your playlist or you go seek it out on the website i posted on any of those things that's a moment that you're communing with your soul and that inner light is an aspect of your eternal being and that eternal being is your expression and it continues on and on and on and what's been noted in many ancient relatively ancient scriptures is this phenomena that occurs and there's a purity and a simplification that rises up as one is in the practice and that practice you can't fake it till you make it it's something that naturally occurs is the simplification. And this remembrance brings us back to a level of innocence. And the only reason that it's forgotten is because the mind becomes occupied with grasping at this, that, and the other. The mind becomes attached to replicating copying, stealing, following, all these things that keep you from being that expression that's you. And the psyop, for lack of better words, can happen quite quickly because we have syntax and language that sometimes gets in the way of things in all these different moments, all these different generations that sometimes points you away from your inner aspect of self versus your outer. And that outer expression and that which you cultivate and that which you're destined to be of service with in this lifetime is something that needs watered daily. It's something that needs to be fed. And when you take the time to feed your soul, there's a simplification that happens and uh, you need less. Uh, things are simpler. And what naturally bubbles up is compassion, love, kindness. And so why it's important at this moment on planet Earth to really sink in and remember and to connect to your innocence because if you think of the eternal expression that's you no matter what 
faith you decide to practice under in or not at all, that eternal expression is given a clean slate every moment to moment. Yet, based on your past actions and the luggage you decide to carry, you impose certain things on yourself and others. And so, in the Tao, every moment is a fresh moment. Yet, that needs to be coupled with awareness, meaning that you can't just adopt that saying and do whatever you want. Well, you can do whatever you want. However, there is an effect to those choices that one makes and those accumulate. And even if you're really proficient of, of moving from moment to moment without carrying a lot on your back or choosing not to carry a lot on your back, if the actions you take are not conscious or if you're in a state of Uh, faking it to make it, uh, it'll catch up because the embodiment is what provides an energy and a knowing to all beings that cross that embodiment. And that innocence is there and available. And that's this pure divine energy that can create magical things. And that's why people look at newborn animals, people look at newborn children with this resonance of purity and in awe of that purity because that precious energy is there. And also what's there is the eternal being, their soul. And so they get this beautiful sweet spot, the same with animals and trees, a sweet spot before they transition from what they were into this present moment into the aspect of themselves, which is destined to be of service in a new way in their new incarnation. And so with you in this moment, I welcome you to take a moment and Feel into how innocent do you feel? How pure do you feel? And when you potentially relate to those words, potentially your mind will go back to moments that you feel that you lost that innocence, you lost that purity. Yet it still remains. It's right here because no one can take that away from you. So I just want for a quick moment just to feel into that. You can even pause this for a moment and see if you can recapitulate that innocence, that feeling, that remembrance. And if you have a journal, you can even write about that word for a moment and see what naturally comes up. It could be uh, building or like I said, it might come to a juncture where you feel like it was lost. And then when you push play again, we'll dive into the reclamation and the remembrance of your purity. So now maybe you've had a chance to connect a little bit deeper to that word of remembrance and innocence and purity. And so 
in the wild, which we are part of in this world system, there is an intrinsic nature that does two things. It retains our innocence and it retains the gift of removing trauma immediately. And when we remain in the wild, this naturally occurs because Mother Nature doesn't allow trauma to stay on. And what's happened to this world system is bit by bit, by introducing an artificial substance that interfaces between you and nature, it creates a dissonance, not a resonance. And within that, it can also perpetuate trauma, locking people in to a traumatic fight or flight moment. And the key here is for all of humanity to remember their innocence, to remember their purity. And so in a spiritual practice, for instance, and the eight limbs of yoga, when you start practicing yoga, and yoga is not just about postures, the practice of yoga brings your mind to a still state. And guess what? When the mind is quiet, meaning there are no thoughts, then you can operate at your highest. As long as there are thoughts moving in and out of the mind at a, a very rapid pace, you will not be operating at your optimum. It doesn't mean that you can't succeed and do things because most people on planet Earth have a lot of thoughts and that can range. And so the practice of yoga bit by bit brings you to that quiet space where the mind isn't grasping, you're moving from a knowing. Yet this artificial interface that we've been engaging with has created a interrupt and a delusion because everything is manufactured to where one, attention can be held in a place that is not true. Hence, we get locked into either fight or flight, deception, manipulation, uh, perceptions of grandiosity. And we just don't come back to the basic innocence of two children playing in a sandbox, inventing things from sticks and having a good time, meaning there's there's nothing other than being. And then their creativity naturally arises. They naturally understand what to do. But as soon as we put that artificial interface between the children and nature, you and nature, it cre has created a breakdown. And so each and every day, I always tell this to my students that I teach on a weekly basis in some of the programs I assist in, that 
you can start fresh. It's a fresh day. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be things that need to be addressed based on past choices. However, every day is a fresh day. So within that perspective, you have the opportunity to rise up into your highest, your best in this moment. It will continue to evolve. And you have the opportunity to remember your child's perspective. Your child's perspective is this beautiful gateway that you were given from the time you entered your mama's womb until about five or six, and then really nine is the tipping point. And it's this this really imaginative state where you get to express, process, work through, and it's a sacred time. And yes, based on everyone's different evolutionary state There can be things that have occurred that have taken that away from children. And maybe even some of you that are listening. And that is what is coming to an end. And the way that we can continue to refine and purify is through our inner work. And then bit by bit, we understand the importance of retaining that purity for our society, for our family, for our friends, for our children, for our parents, for our ancestors. That innocence is this place where the unexplainable occurs. And this dynamic exchange with the unseen to the seen is so magical there's such a beauty and an innocence to it and it feels like you're three years old all over again and you almost want to capture it but you know you're best not to so you allow it to arrive again naturally and this is that spiritual process that we're in and when we allow ourselves to be in that process, it will deepen. And for each and every one of you, it's unique. And that's why these uh, artificial interfaces have a blessing and they have a downfall. And that downfall is that it limits you, ultimately, if you don't keep it in right perspective. It can limit you because there's comparisons, all these different things that keep you from truly, truly listening on the deepest level. And I want to encourage everyone that's listening is that this process of staying in harmony and resonance with your soul while you surf the reality that you created, co-created for this lifetime is going to be a practice and that some of the knowledge that was passed down through many traditions has an important application in this moment but it's not to be met with a commandment meaning thou shall do this and thou shall do that even if you picked up um, the yoga sutras 
by Patanjali, you might perceive, oh, I have to do this to get there. But that's not how it works. It's not even how Christianity works. You don't just follow the commandments and not do the work. And the work is meeting you nourish your soul. You meet the divine in whatever expression that resonates with you. And by meeting that aspect of yourself on a daily basis, it will expand. What you thought was true will be revealed in the proper light. If one is willing to go deeper, they will be shown. And if one is willing to go deeper, they might mislead themselves. They might trick themselves. That's why it's important to have checks and balances. And those checks and balances are what keep anyone that's on a spiritual path in their right mind. Just like any uh, tradition can lead people to delusion, meaning that they might say, well, I heard this, I heard that, you know, really understanding that you, you are the person that will be with you always. And if you cannot retain an objective awareness of what is in all states of being, you're going to get lost. And so in this moment on planet Earth, a lot of people either create thematics and stories to um, feel better about a situation to uh, maybe reinforce their belief system versus their knowing. And so in that path, it can become confusing and quickly delusional. And this is where it's, it will continue to separate because those that want to pontificate like I am right now, without the practice, it will become obvious. Because they're just regurgitating that which they feel society wants to hear or that which the artificial interface wants to be heard. And it's, it's just reinforcing that. And so if we bring it back to the innocence, the purity one will begin to realize the need to protect, to protect the mind, protect the heart, to protect the body, protect the soul, not out of fear, out of proactive measure. And out of an obligation to yourself and the world that you live in, it is an obligation to the world that you live in. There have been moments in this world system and many others where societies knew the importance of maintaining a state of being. And there was no, there was no other way. And it wasn't because it was mandated. It was naturally co-arising and in dynamic expression. And so some of those moments in this universe, in the many world systems that exist, 
are actually what are providing us lights right now, bright lights leading us back into a place of innocence and purity. And that is one of the most beautiful remembrances that any and all of you might want to (laughs) dive into. And so the first aspect of that is to make a choice to get yourself balanced, to get yourself well, meaning to stop grasping and forcing things externally, but to get yourself well meaning the mind's well, the body's well, the heart's well, the soul's well. It takes space to do this, and it takes some alone time. And within that space, you come back into balance, and then guess what? When you're ready, you go back out into the world, and you will see that which is still a little wobbly, and that's okay. That's the practice. But within that transition, you have the opportunity to keep a soft gaze, to keep your innocence, to retain and protect your purity out of respect to yourself and others. And so the second part of this is I wrote a little piece before today, which I don't typically do, but I was in a writing mood, uh, which I will post on my website and put a link to this later today when you look at the broadcast below. And in order to um, take a step forward where you get into a practice to protect your innocence, protect your purity. You have to be willing to release any and all things that have kept you from being that. And so even if you go back in your childhood, there might be a tipping point for each and every one of you. More than likely there is because of this moment we are here on planet Earth. And when you see that tipping point where things shifted where you realized maybe the world was not this an imaginary fun place, but that there were actually the perceptual uh, dangers in the world. And at that moment, the eyes might start to close, the window to your soul, the aspect of yourself that really starts to believe more in the dangers of the world than in the innocence of the world. And as I mentioned last week in the Dharma talk, is that humanity is kind, compassionate, empathetic, and giving, generous. These are natural aspects of humans here on planet earth so if you have these innate aspects of yourself that are there and you express them daily this will assist you greatly and for any of you that don't have these 
but want to have these, then it starts by making that choice. And then the practice begins. And if you have questions about how to do that, just reach out to me. And so for each and every one of you, I welcome you. I welcome you to reclaim your innocence by remembering your purity, by protecting your purity, and by making a commitment to yourself to no longer objectify yourself or others through the mind. That means thinking thoughts that are not healthy for yourself or others. In a spiritual practice, that is emptying the mind. There's no need to think zero unless you have to figure something out. You have to find a solution. That's it. Number two is to not objectify your voice, to be mindful of the words that you use that shape the reality that you live in, to be aware of how those words, like your thoughts, cause beneficial effects or not beneficial effects, I'll call them. They diminish yourself and others through those words. The third part is not to objectify your physical temple. This is your sacred temple that you were given to house your soul and not to objectify someone else's temple, even if they want you to. It's like going into a church and doing something profane or going into a temple or a synagogue. Your body is that temple, is that church, is that retreat center. Treat it as so. And then the fourth part is the soul. And so when that's why in this, especially in the East, the spiritual practice of silent meditative repose, that continues to cultivate right action. And that's why things of grasping start to diminish. And bit by bit, you bring yourself into that resonance. Now, just like a sweat lodge, a good meditation retreat, a time in the woods, uh, whatever it might be that brings you into a higher state of resonance, as soon as you walk out of that experience, you will be met with the world at large that's still going on. And that will give you the opportunity to practice retaining that innocence, to protect it, and to nourish it. And that purity, again, will yield these Moments that are pure and unexplainable and divine, and they are intended for you. No one else but you or those that you're with that got to experience that at that moment. Those are sacred moments. 
And so I encourage each and every one of you in this moment to bring yourself back to that place where you're in dynamic purity and exchange of energy in a full state of awareness in a place of compassion and kindness and selflessness. And see what happens. And we're just going to leave you with that sentiment as we go into this silent meditation. Just allow all the words I just spoke just wash over you. And so I'm going to invite you into an upright seated position. And welcome you to take a nice deep breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And as you continue to follow your natural breathing pattern, I welcome you to breathe in and out. And follow that breath towards your inner landscape, welcoming all your thoughts to diminish. The awareness of the physical body, just allowing it to be. Any emotions that arise, like the thoughts, just allow them to come in and out without engagement. Bring your presence and your gaze just right here.
So just gently, I welcome you to just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. And as you continue to breathe in and out, I just welcome you to rise up into a seated position. And then as you rise up, take another deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And as you continue to follow your breath, I welcome you to feel into your innocence, your purity, your awareness, and how you, your highest expression, wants to express itself here on planet Earth. And then taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Again, inhale and exhale. And as you continue to breathe in and out, I welcome you to follow your breath. And take a moment to just give gratitude for all that you are. And send gratitude for all those that you are thankful for. And then as you transition into the next, I invite you to stay a little bit longer and get your shine on with Kadri Scott. And I do want to give special thanks to Random Rab and Dante Marino for being assistants in some of what was utilized to put this all together. 
And then I welcome each and every one of you to start practicing engaging with the world from a beginner's mind. And integrate it with your innate wisdom that doesn't need to be declared, it just needs to be applied. Your innate gifts just need to be applied and served with them, not declared. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.